Hello, and welcome to the Simply Business interview series. I'm your host, John Jennings. You know, I believe that most business owners are working way too hard for much too little. And one of our issues is that we overcomplexify things. Uh, I believe that the answers are almost always within us or within our reach. And I like to say I'm a simple man with simple ideas. So welcome uh, to Simply Business. And today I'm joined by Danny Knott, who's the president of Elevator Systems Incorporated. He's also the founder uh, been in business for around seven years or so. Uh, Danny, thank you for joining us today. And uh, we just first just take a moment to kick us off with a brief background about who you are and what you do. Okay, like I said, my name is Danny. I'm the president of Elevator Solutions. Um, I started back in June of 2016. Um, I was in the elevator trade for several years up to that point and worked in several areas and I uh, learned the trade and decided that, um, you know, I wanted to try to give it a go on my own. So I took the leap and uh, here we are today. So. Excellent. So, you know, you and I around that same time period uh, got that itch to start our business. So tell me a little more about what inspired you to take that, to take that leap, that, that spark that, that, uh, that, that encouraged you to, to jump off that uh, entrepreneurial cliff, if you will. Well, I will say that I've always had that in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something on my own. Um, I didn't really have a, I guess, a, a vehicle for that or knew what that was going to be. Um, you know, my, my dad was always self-employed. Most of my family was always self-employed, but dad never wanted me to get in the family business uh, just because of the nature of it. So he implored me to go on to school. So I went to tech school, got into, you know, trade. Uh, doing starting automation and electrical and troubleshooting PLCs. I enjoyed it, but you know, it wasn't really fulfilling. So I was always kind of looking for that next thing. Um, I got into elevators really kind of wasn't interested in it in the beginning. Uh, when I first heard about it, I was like, it doesn't even sound interesting. Um, long story short, I, I took the leap. Something told me to give it a shot. And really it was the industry that really kind of was for me. Um, you know, so it just, I just got really interested in it and took off in it. And then, um, you know, the opportunity to come up to go on my own and I was hit the point in my life and I decided to take the jump. So. Awesome. And, you know, and I hear that so often I'm the same way. If, if you'd have gone back 30 years and asked John 30 years ago, would he think I would be doing this? No, no way. I mean, I just never would have thought I'd be doing what I was doing. So, um, yeah. that, that's cool. I, how we, we get pulled and drawn into ways, uh, that we don't expect. Uh, so right. what, what's been that biggest surprise, that kind of unexpected aspect of being a business owner? What any, 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 uh, anything really stick out as a, something you didn't expect? Um, I don't know about the biggest surprise. There's several surprises along the way for sure. Um, I guess the biggest surprise is, is that, that I've gotten to this point, uh, really didn't know if I would last. And in the last year or so, and maybe with COVID, uh, really had my eyes open quite a bit, you know, things that have happened. So, um, you know, to really learn the business from a more, you know, I was good at the trade, but I wasn't good at business running a business. I thought I was, I knew how to run jobs. I can get jobs come in on time. I was right. good at that. But as far as looking at the business as an overview, 
I really dove into that in the last year. That's really changed my thinking. So, wow. So, what? Give us an example of of something uh, in your thinking that's changed. Um, I think, like from a, from my perspective, being in a trade, which I think a lot of people are in a trade of some sort or type of work, and they're good at it, so they decide to go on their own. So they're good at that type of work. So best way I explain it is when we have bigger jobs, you know, we put a margin on that job and usually the jobs come in good. But once you start adding overhead, you know, that affects it. And then making sure your margins are where they need to be and make sure you're charging what you need to charge. And um, and really, um, I had to kind of regroup and getting, you know, I've got a really good team right now. And I always heard people talk about getting a good team and a good culture and i didn't really know what i knew what it meant but i didn't know what it meant mm -hmm. i had to kind of between last year and now i've really seen how much it can help propel you when you got the right people on the bus and the right seats you know so you hear all that stuff in these business books but you don't yeah. until you feel it you're like okay i know what that is now so um so i've been lucky in that aspect culture is so critical and, and it's it 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 takes more than luck. So what do, what do you think, mm -hmm. uh, what do you think that uh, secret ingredient is that you've found uh, to get people that, that fit your culture? Well, I think uh, last year I had some people that fit the culture and I didn't mm -hmm. know it. And I had a couple of people that were negative in that culture. And I came to an impasse where a couple of people I had to part ways with that were high level people and the other people just stepped up to the plate like you wouldn't believe. And I could see it from day one because they were kind of the other people were like, well, if they get to get by with that, then I'm not, you know, I'm not going to put forth the effort. And then once that opened up, they really just kind of like, all right, we got it. Don't worry about it. We're glad you got rid of those people. We're, we'll take care of it. You know, we got your back. So that and it happened overnight. So isn't it amazing when you have the, that, those right people on the bus? How? Oh. How yeah. it changes things like that. Uh, so I, yeah. I call those uh, ugly baby moments. You know, those moments where you know our business is our baby, and and every yeah. now and then you, you hit that you hit that moment where you realize oh something this is kind of ugly. What's going on here? And you have to face reality, and that's really really yeah. tough. Can you can you think of another example of something where you've had to face face that moment and um, and how you identified it? Uh, um. I mean, that was one of last year. There was really a lot last year. Um, uh, of course, with, we have vehicles on the road. We had a, one of our crews was in a vehicle accident. That was a defining moment when you're like, okay, I've got, I've got people's lives in my hands and in our vehicles. And, um, and it really brings the home mm -hmm. that aspect of it. Like, like, okay, this is real, you know? So, um, luckily there was no fatalities or anything, but it was a pretty bad accident that could have gone bad. That really makes you think too. So that was another moment that really kind of, and everything for me really happened last year. You know, I thought I had things figured out and then the, the, you know, the world kind of finds a way to kind of teach you. <laughs> that that you don't. Yeah. So, uh, that's really good. It sounds like you are very, um, have a strong compassion for your team. And, and that's a, that's certainly a sign of a great leader that, that is that concerned about it. And uh, I've, I've been in those situations where you lose somebody, uh, either injury or fatality. And it's it, it, a good leader feels that pain as much as anybody. So 
Yeah. Appreciate that very much. Appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah. So how do you, how do you handle the whole work-life balance equation? Um, I, I, I always kind of laugh at that question a little bit because there is no, it's never balanced like 50, 50, um, but, right. but uh, as a business owner, what are, what are some of the techniques, habits, and things that you've developed to uh, better manage your work-life balance? I mean, I would, I would think the first thing is, of course, I grew up around business owners. So I've seen both sides. I've seen ones that's been fully engrossed in it and really just can't get away from it. So when I started, my goal was is to not, I didn't want to be, you know, totally bogged down about it. I didn't want my wife bogged down in the business. And I told her early on, I said, I don't want you heavily involved, you know, because once you're involved, I'm involved, we're involved on the weekends. Of course, when you start out, you got to do what you got to do. So I really tried to separate that. And then when I get home, I try to, I kind of try to act the way I did when I was an employee. When, when I get home, if I need to answer a phone call or an email, I'll do it. But I try to just, when I'm, I'm done for the day i'm done the weekends you know i try to do what i need to do and there's, there's instances where you just have to get involved but mm-hmm. i've always tried to strive for that because last thing i wanted was burnout you know yeah it's hard enough to run a business you know so yeah that's uh it's very wise and that's that's a hard thing to do set those boundaries uh do you also does your team know what to expect from that standpoint of, of when you when you're off limits and when they can call yeah, I think so. I mean, I think most of them, you know, if there's an emergency or something, you know, they know they can call. Um, usually the only problem I have is I have, you know, every once in a while I have a customer call me after hours, but uh, that's just part of the part of the game. The guys pretty well know, you know, I guess once you get that expectation set and this is how we do it and everybody just knows, you know, so, but they also know they can reach out to me if they need something. So, yeah. So how big is your team now? Um, we're up to, I think, nine employees and we got, we just hired an, another one that's going to start here in a couple weeks. Okay. So, so we're growing, um, you that, know, that gets to be a challenging point because, uh, you, you can't be everywhere, uh, when, yeah. you're, when you're the owner and ten, you know, 10 guys are out there, uh, representing you. Uh, so what, uh, what's that like for, for those uh, business owners out there that might be listening that uh, I only have two or three employees right now and, and think, gosh, I, I can't imagine 10. What, what, what would you yeah. say? I mean, you just got to take it one step at a time. Cause I, I remember when it was just me and I was Sunday afternoon is when I paid bills. There's nothing more demoralizing than paying bills on a Sunday afternoon and have to get up and go to work on Monday. <laughs> so, you know, for me, the first step was I, I found someone part-time to take care of that for me. Uh, that was retired and so I got that off my plate and you just got to take those little things a little bit at a time Um, and like I say like uh, I had a hired a salesperson a couple years ago and that helped when we had to kind of back up from that and I recently hired another salesperson so kind of getting back in that takes some of that off my plate to help with the growth so you just got to divvy up a little bit of time you can't get rid of it all at once yeah. But you always got to be looking for that opportunity for somebody to pick up some of those pieces for you. Yeah. I love the paying bills on Sunday morning, I, Sunday afternoon. That, that was me too. I, and I hated it. And I, that was the first thing I actually yeah. I got my wife to take that off me initially, just 
because I did not want to deal with it. It stressed me out. And like I said, then you have to go back to work yeah. the next day. Yeah, the, that's yeah. some of the, the challenges of a, of a startup, right? Um, uh, so give us a little glimpse into the coming year. What, what, do, you have, uh, what do you have in store? Um, like I say, I mean, I got, like I mentioned that last year was, you know, kind of a rough year and I've had a lot of, uh, you know, epiphanies and I think a lot of business owners can relate, you know, when you're working hard and, you know, you want to, you know, I've always been on the payroll. I always tell anybody that's in business, make sure you're on the payroll. Don't fall in the trap of like, well, I'll pay myself down the road because it won't happen. Um, but I've really been working on trying to get profitability, is my main focus right now to make sure I get the, as much team members as I can and manage the cash as a holistic picture. And I really delved into that in the last year, really still educating myself on that. I've learned so much. So don't, don't think you can't learn. Um, you know, you've got to get out. There's things you don't know. And you're like, wow, I wish I'd have known this. It's simple, but um, so read books. I've been reading books and uh, really working on that working on the levers of the business really trying to pull those levers so so what's your favorite business book um just recently i mean i've got to say this the last one i read is profit first oh yeah, uh, yeah. um and really it just helped me kind of get a system to make sure i'm telling the money where to go you know yeah. um and there's several books before that e-myth was, was a great book um, that's a, that's a, that should uh, be a foundation for every founder. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So really, the e is what got me into the other one because I think they might have mentioned it in e slightly. And then uh, so that was the most recent one, and I implemented it um, about August. So um, and that's really helped me kind of get my focus to make sure you telling the dollars where to go. That's awesome. So, you know, you, you give some great advice for business owners. Uh, uh, that profit first model is certainly one. You talked about paying yourself. You talked about uh, getting those things off your plate that that stress you. Uh, any other uh, any other uh, sage words of wisdom you'd you'd give for a, a younger business owners that's not as far along uh, the trail as I mean. Well? I think yeah. I think if I look back, I think. Uh, just like I said earlier, and what's really kind of hit me, and a lot of a lot of guys do it, you might be good in your field, and you might be good at getting projects done, and uh, all the technical nuts and bolts, and really learn the business side of it uh, is what I would tell anybody. I mean, I, when I was in, I was like, it's not that hard. You do a job, you put a little bit of markup on it, you make money at the end of the day. But uh, there's so much more to it. So you gotta, you might be good at whatever trade you're doing educate yourself on being a business to run a business you know it's a it's different you know so and that's what i'm learning this year is trying to be more overlooking running the business from from above so well that's awesome danny i, I thank you so much uh for participating in this i think you've uh, given some great great insight i know our our listeners are going to appreciate that that so much so i thank you uh for for sharing uh part of your entrepreneurial journey and to, to our listeners and, and people viewing this, I, I look forward to seeing you in a future episode and I hope, uh, hope you uh, got something, got some great wisdom out of this today. So thanks for, thanks for joining us.